backwards. I'll explain how we know that, and I'll explain how they can fix it. Indiana basketball ranked inside the top 25 for the preseason. It's way too early. We don't even know who's going to leave via uh, transfer or whether Trace Jackson Davis is going to get into the NBA draft and, and try his hand at playing professional basketball. But still, it's a sign that they're taking steps in the right direction. The Pacers, they lost last night. They are climbing or declining ever so close to the bottom of the NBA, and that's a good thing. After allowing the 76ers to hit a whole gob of threes last night, Tiger Woods is going to play at Augusta. Tomorrow morning, he goes off, and the, uh, boy, oh boy, the the money for him to make the cut looks very, very in- inviting, i got to tell you the truth. Plus 110 for Tiger to make the cut, that's something. If his leg holds up, he says he's hitting the ball great. He had that look in his eye yesterday in the press conference. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed not to lay a little bit of money on Tiger, given the odds on him making the cut. This is Breakfast with Ken for Wednesday, April 6, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing, 765-610-8809. Here's what they do. They take a plumbing problem, they apply a solution, all of a sudden, you got running water. You don't have flooding in the basement. You got everything that you want from your plumbing, all because you called 765-610-8809. How about that? Hit the subscribe button, ring the bell, hit the like button, and if you got a question, donate. I will see the question, and I will answer it just like that. All right. The Colts. Here's what happened yesterday. Stephon Diggs signed an extension with the Buffalo Bills. Four years, $104 million. That is a lot of cabbage for Stephon Diggs really expensive deal for a guy who last year, and these are good numbers, 103 catches, 1,225 yards, 10 TDs last year. That's a big deal. You got to spend to get wide receivers, and this is why the Colts have to draft wide receivers, because once you get a guy like Diggs, you don't let a guy like Diggs go. Despite what the Chiefs did in letting Tyreek Hill go to the uh, deal him, actually, and just let him go. He went to the Dolphins because they traded him, and they got a whole bunch of draft equity back, right? You draft the right wide receivers, you got a chance to win in the NFL. If you don't, you have no chance. And that's kind of where the Colts have been. Michael Pittman Jr., the only real target last year. Zach Pittman is an everyman who does the little things exceptionally well, but that is no way to, to win a Super Bowl. Uh, T.Y. Hilton appears not to be in the Colts' plans for 2022. I don't think that that's a bad thing, necessarily. I think T.Y. Hilton's best football is far behind him, and he can't stay healthy in the long run. And 17 games is a long run. Paris Campbell has not shown an ability to stay on the field. All right, so building from the inside out, here is where the Colts rank in terms of positional spending. And this with the offensive line, when we get there, is minus guys, right? Because Glowinski's gone. Reed is gone. Fisher is gone. And who is going to replace them? We don't know. We know that on, on the, in the starting lineup, 
we believe Pryor is going to be the starting left tackle and Danny Pinter is going to be the starting right guard, but those guys were already on the roster last year. So you got three guys who have dropped off the roster, and you're still on the offensive line. You are spending an enormous amount of money. You are uh, teams spending more on their offensive line. There are only seven of them, and, and look who they are. The Eagles, Cowboys, Cardinals, Jets, Lions, Ravens, and Broncos. The aggregate record for those uh, six teams, seven teams, is 56 and 64. The Colts are spending eighth on their offensive line. On the defensive line, they're third or fourth, only behind the Eagles, Chiefs, and Jets. So in the aggregate, those teams are 25 and 26. Um, They are spending on wide receivers 29th right now and on DBs 31st. They are true. You know what? You can criticize Chris Ballard for a lot of things, but you cannot criticize him for not being true to his word. When he came to Indy, he said, we're going to build from the inside out. Every media appearance he's had, whether in front of the Colts media or on the radio or TV or wherever, he said, we build from the inside out. He has never deviated from that, and you shouldn't expect him to. But you cannot spend at the level that the Colts do and win in the National Football League. You have to have balanced spending in positional groups. If you spend disproportionately on the inside and you ignore the outside, you wind up where the Colts are. Actually, the Colts have done very well in terms of of their record based upon how they're spending on the inside versus the outside. If you don't spend a little bit of money on quarterback and wide receiver, you got problems. And the Colts have that problem that they're going to have to address in the draft because the wide receivers who can play and who project as being healthy in 2022, they're gone. Are you, how much money are you going to, are you willing to spend on Odell Beckham Jr. given the fact that he tore his ACL in early February in the Super Bowl? You want to give that guy a big ass contract, the kind of contract that he thinks he deserves? You don't want to do that. As far as the secondary, are they going to spend on Teron Matthew, who, by the way, was uh, seen in New Orleans yesterday visiting the Saints facility? Are you going to spend a lot of money on him, given the way you prioritize the inside versus the outside? Probably not. We'd love to see it. They signed Watts yesterday, which is cool. Armani Watts coming, but he is a replacement for George Odom, not for Julian Blackman. Is Julian Blackman going to be healthy for 2022, and can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, you love the guy, right? If he can't stay healthy, what do you do at free safety? That's a huge position in this defense. You you provide pressure with Ngakwe, and Teron Matthew, or a free safety, goes gets football. That's what you do for Gus Bradley, right? Not if you don't have a free safety, you don't. So that's kind of where the Colts are at. They don't spend money at wide receiver. They got Michael Pittman Jr. on his rookie contract. They got Desmond Batman. They got Michael Strawn. They got Kiki Kute and DeMichael Harris. That's it. You got to get wide receivers, 42 and 73. I know Chris Ballard is not going to draft to need. 
He's going to let the draft board talk to him. This is what he does. Maybe the best player available is going to be a wide receiver at those two spots, but somehow, some way, you got to get guys on the exterior of this offense to get the ball to, or why in the hell? You, you may as well have Sam Ellinger as your quarterback instead of Matt Ryan if you're not going to have weapons for Matt Ryan to throw to. And as far as a backup quarterback, my God, are we children? They're not going to spend on a veteran backup quarterback. Matt Ryan has missed one start in 12 seasons, his last 12 seasons. You're going to spend significant cap money to go get a veteran free agent quarterback to back up Matt Ryan? Why? Doesn't make any sense. So anyway, that's what the Colts are doing. They're not in a position to spend money on a game-breaking wide receiver like Stephon Diggs at the level that Diggs is a game-breaking wide receiver. They didn't want to make a trade to go get a guy like Hill. Will they make a trade to get a guy like D.K. Metcalf? D.K. Metcalf coming into the final year of his rookie deal, and so the Seahawks may be interested in moving him. I would not. He, he's a guy, look, it, those guys don't grow on trees. DK Metcalfs do not grow on, on trees. And the draft equity that the Colts would have to, uh, not squander, but lavish upon the Seahawks in order to get DK Metcalf, that does not sound like the kind of deal that Chris Ballard makes. That's just the way it is. If you're going to spend money, and this is why the hard cap is so interesting and makes the offseason in the NFL so damn fascinating, is that if you're going to spend money on Quentin Nelson at left guard, that's money you cannot spend elsewhere. If you're going to spend $50 million on your offensive line or $70 million on your offensive line, God forbid, that's money you can't spend on wide receivers. And if you don't have balanced accounts across the board positionally, you got problems in the NFL, and that's kind of where the Colts are. They got problems. They, they've, because of the way they've been forced to construct this roster, given Andrew Luck's retirement, they have put themselves in a position where it's very difficult them, for them to go get a guy at wide receiver that they can keep and can win with. You got to do it in the draft. We'll see if they do. We got what? We got three weeks, right? Three weeks to the draft. I can't wait. Actually, three, three weeks and two days, 23 days until the second and third rounds. That's when we're interested, right? Uh, the Hoosiers, 19th and 21st, depending on what poll you look at, and the way too early, top 25. Here's the starting lineup for Indiana and why Indiana fans should be kind of optimistic. And I know I'm going to hit a name that people are like, he should be gone, ah! ready to carry torches down to Simon Scott Assembly Hall and, and put... Xavier Johnson on a cart and drive him to Martinsville, dump him off the cart, just get him the hell out of Monroe County, which is crazy. Uh, you've got Johnson. you got, I think, Jalen Hood-Shafino as a starting two. Geronimo, Thompson, and Jackson Davis as it stands right now as your starting lineup. And then coming off the bench, you got Bates, Cop, Galloway, Leal, Duncombe, uh, Caleb Banks, and C.J. Gunn, one scholarship left. I like Malik Renault, the number 28 player in the 2022 class. Got to see him play twice last weekend uh, for Mount Verde. 
as they took on IMG and then they beat somebody in the championship uh, of the National High School Tournament. I liked Renault a lot. Renault can play. And and Hood Shafino, a teammate of Renault's, those two guys may come together to Bloomington. We'll see. Gonna be this is gonna be an interesting month or two for Indiana basketball. Stay off the portal. Do not go into the light, Carol Ann. Don't go into the light. Stay away from the light. The light, of course, is the transfer portal. Don't go there. Stay away from the transfer portal because what do you get out of the transfer portal? You get guys who, for whatever reason, either were not coveted by the team that they originally signed with and and played for, or you get guys who are kind of always looking for love in all the wrong places, and we don't want one of those places to be Indiana. Think. Transfers. All right? Who'd they get? You got Parker Stewart. You got Xavier Johnson. You got uh, Michael Durr. And you got Miller Cop, who is just a skosh more popular than Xavier Johnson right now in Bloomington among alums and boosters. Who are you happy you got out of that bunch? Any of them? You know, uh, Xavier Johnson until he, he turned uh, North Walnut Street into his own personal drag strip. Um, Pacers last night, losers 131-122. Good news for the Pacers. It was not defensive. The good news was not defensive. The 76ers were 23 of 40 from beyond the arc, and Tyrese Maxey was 8 of 11. I got tired of seeing Tyrese Maxey knock down threes in the first half. I think at one point he was 5 of 5. What are you doing? Knock him into the third row. Make him uncomfortable, for the love of God. I know that that's not the business of the Pacers right now. They are losing their way to the bottom of the NBA They're only a half game ahead of Oklahoma City. Pacers, with two regular season games left, they are at the 76ers Saturday and at the Nets on Sunday. Oklahoma City has a game at Utah, at the Lakers, at the Clippers. And if the Thunder can continue their hot roll, they've won two in a row. If they can win two of their last three and the Pacers lose out, Pacers fall to fourth worst. However... It could get worse than that. They're only a game and a half ahead of Detroit. Detroit's got three games left. They could fall to third worst in the NBA, which would give them the maximum chance to get that top overall pick, second pick. Good things ahead for the Pacers, just not at the end of this season. Tiger's going to play tomorrow with the Masters. He goes off at 1034 tomorrow, 141 on Friday, to make the cut, plus 110. That... Boy, oh boy, it's not a lock, but you got to feel really good because getting around Augusta, what, what that requires is a knowledge of the course, and nobody knows that course better than Tiger Woods. I love plus 110, Tiger to make the cut. Lee Rose died yesterday at the age 85. Lee Rose, the last head coach for Purdue in a Final Four season. So 1980, Lee Rose led Purdue to the Final Four, and then he left Purdue, and Gene Cady came in. Uh, Lee Rose also the la- the only coach to take Charlotte to the Final Four with Cornbread Maxwell. That was back in, I believe, 1977. So Lee Rose, dead at the age 85, sad for Purdue fans who longed for the days that they were uh, Final uh, Final Four team. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this utterly dank and dark and rainy 
Wednesday in central Indiana. Uh, Alan Massengale, happy birthday. Chris Eckstein, happy birthday. Will Paluchik, happy birthday. Fred Whalen, the great Ray Cortapassi, gone from Indianapolis uh, media but not forgotten. Former anchor at RTV6 and Fox 59, lovely human being. Chris Clawson, happy birthday. Jaretta Wilt, happy birthday. And the great Wally McNew, celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Later today, Inside Indiana Sports Now, if it happens between now and then, this is the YouTube channel. This is the station where news always comes first. Bulletins at once on the station where news always comes first. But a little bit later today, like 4.35 o'clock, something like that, inside Indiana Sports Now. I cannot wait to talk to you then.